welcome to Outer Rim News Podcast, episode 33. And you're going to say, 33? But didn't you already record a 33? All the diehard listeners are going crazy. They're like, what? There was already 33? And they're just like flipping their tables. Yeah, there was a 33, and then it got trashed in our uh, posting move. Yeah, we... Actually, this is going to be a lot better now that we have moved the podcast to uh, a new platform called Libsyn. Uh, we get all kind of cool stats to see who's downloading, who's listening, all that kind of good stuff. But it's a more stable hosting provider than what we had before with Amazon and our feed burner and all that stuff. It was basically it was garbage. Now we have uh, like the Cadillac of podcast hosting. So, uh, hopefully this will work out much better, and hopefully we can get back on that weekly schedule. Um, so, without further ado, welcome to the Outer Rim News Podcast, episode 33 for the week of uh, December 13th, I think is tonight, Austin? Yeah, yeah, the 13th. Not too far yeah, from you know Christmas. What that means. What's that? You know what that means. That means we're only three days away from oh. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> payday <laughs> payday I think there's a there's a movie I want to see and I just can't remember what in the world it was is that Sing? no that comes out next week mm, that pig movie yeah yeah the pig movie if they were in space yeah, I'd go see it the pigs in, in space, space. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh it's sad that I know that Hey, I, I, what's funny is I've been on a big Muppets kick lately because I just read like the Jim Henson biography and I've been going through all mm-hmm. the Muppet movies and all the Jim Henson movies and stuff. So it's fresh in my mind right now. <laughs> Speaking of that, was there any kind of Star Wars in there at all? What do you mean? Any, any mention <laughs> of Star Wars in the Jim Henson book? Yeah, they talk about like, you know, his, his company contributing to... Uh, to Star Wars, like making the puppets and stuff like that, especially when they started, mm-hmm. like they offered up um, Frank Oz. You know, he jumped in and uh, did Yoda and all that, but he didn't really focus on it too much, not as much as I wanted him to. But I guess it was because that all that stuff is kind of like it was kind of just like happening while all the main stuff was happening, like with the Muppets, because because it, it mainly focused on Jim. So he's he's making all the Muppet movies and stuff at that time. So it's kind of hand it off to other people to do so they don't really focus on it too much but they do talk about like how he yeah he met george lucas and helped him out and and uh they were you know pretty good friends and stuff like that and uh you know they kind of came up together with uh like what was it the dark crystal and labyrinth or was it just labyrinth can't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I mean, but, um, I remember but, both movies, but I just don't remember. Yeah, like, but he, he just kind of, you know, he kind of helped with that a little bit. But yeah, it, they don't focus too much on it. But like I said, it, I guess it just wasn't as, like he wasn't as focused on that as, as he was the other stuff at the time. So maybe, maybe we'll get Frank Oz to do a book someday and he'll probably really give a lot of good stuff on that aspect. I would love to yeah. see his perspective on a lot of it. Well, um, I know the listeners didn't come here to hear us talk about Frank Oz, <laughs> Jim. And that's the other podcast, the uh, you know Muppets and stuff. <laughs> Muppets and stuff, starring Austin and Ashley. <laughs> uh, Tuesday nights at eight thirty. Um, <laughs> T-G-I-T. <laughs> Thank God it's Tuesday, or Thursday, whatever day I just said. I can't remember. 
this Friday, Rogue One comes out. Now, sad. Last Saturday, did you watch the whole live streaming red carpet event? Um, no, I didn't get to watch it Saturday. I was where was I at at the time? I can't. I wasn't at the house. That was the thing. Is I, I if I was here, I definitely would have watched it. But I wasn't here. I can't remember where we were at. No, <laughs> I think we were you out of town. You call yourself a, a fan? fan. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, the here I do have a uh, like as you know, I saw that they were doing it and they had the big X wing out in the in the road, and a friend oh, yeah. of mine lives in in L.A. Uh, my friend Alexa, and so of course I send the picture like I, I think I posted it on Facebook and was like, oh my god, why am I not there right now? And she's like, well, I'm heading there now, like just because she didn't even know. I, I guess she wasn't aware of it or something. And she she works over there at the studios and stuff, and and um, I guess when I saw that when I when I posted that picture, she she just headed over there and then sent me a picture like, "Hey, check this out," and I was like, "You are so lucky." <laughs> Even yeah, though they really. did have it guarded off, though, you really couldn't get close to it or see it too well. But man, just a I I would have been that guy. I would have hopped the fence, jumped up into the cockpit like real quick, like you know, just had like my two seconds of heaven, and then they would have ripped me out, probably tasered me. Yeah, I was gonna say five dudes with tasers. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, step away from the X-wing, sir. Man, I'm, I'm telling you though, it's it, uh, I'm I'm so excited. Like I, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like like last year with Force Awakens. Like, is it guy? I mean, Force Awakens, I was always hyped for, but with this movie, it was like I wasn't quite as hyped at first. You know, you know, because of just the story, like the you know, it's kind of at first I just kind of felt like we're kind of taking a step back a little bit because we're going into territory that I feel like we already know sort of like in the prequel area era. But, um, but no, as I've gotten closer and just seeing how they've come up with the story and then just, I don't know, just that classic star Wars feel to it and everything. I'm just, Oh my God. Like, and then plus they just can't, they can't market it enough. It seems like every time we're watching TV, something about rogue one, it's either a a TV spot or like a little thing in the pot, like a pop up in the bottom corner of the screen just comes up like, like a little animation, like boop, boop, rogue one. Like (laughs) we're sitting there rolling our eyes. I'm like, you could definitely like, especially ABC. That's all they do. And so me and candy are always like, well, (laughs) we, (laughs) we know that Disney has star Wars now. So, but, um, you know, I, I, I can tell they're really trying to push for people to really go see the movie. You know, they're maybe not the marketing that we saw with Force Awakens, but they're still that, you know, they, they're really doing a big digital campaign. It looks like you know, a lot of TV spots and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, everywhere I look this past week has been nothing but Rogue One. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel, Rogue mm, One. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It seems like every other commercial is Rogue One related, but now, to be fair, we do watch a lot of Disney Channel around the house, okay? Right. <laughs> so, so they're going to have the Rogue One, uh, they're going to have the Star Wars commercials, but even even watching, like, uh, football or something, you're going to see those Duracell commercials. Yep. You know, well, that's all I've seen and, is Duracell, I've seen the TV spots, the, uh, was it Nissan or whoever car company? Oh, yeah. yeah you see those Rogue, all the yeah. time? I mean, they're everywhere. Like even, I mean, you know, we DVR a ton of stuff and it seems like everything we record has Rogue One spots in it. And I stop every time. Like, oh, go back. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I just saw it. I'm just like, go, go back. Oh, <laughs> I hadn't seen that one yet. <laughs> yeah. it's and, But now I feel like I need to stop because it feels like they're slowly putting out more and more. And it's, I mean, it's still, yeah. it's still like from what I've heard, 
you know, I'm like early reviews are saying like they haven't shown hardly anything in the trailers. Like we're going to be in for a lot and a lot of surprises yeah. and stuff. So that makes me happy. But at the same time, I know that closer to the movie, we're probably going to start getting those stupid TV spots where they start spoiling crap. And so you're just going to have yeah. like all this information. So I probably just need to stop watching it altogether. And I feel like, yeah. you know, I just finished the the Catalyst book. And so it's like, I feel like I'm primed and ready. I feel like I don't need any more. I don't need anything else. Like I am ready to go. If the tickets are bought, I mean, we are set and ready. <laughs> Come see the movie where Darth Vader dies. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I watching? <laughs> They've created an alternate timeline. There's there's time travel in this, baby? <laughs> Already? Gosh. <laughs> well... So at the uh, red carpet event, you know, they had all the celebs out there. They even had like, uh, you know, bloggers and pop culture people and other podcasters. And, you know, there were two people that were like um, not there that I thought would be there. And who's that? You, uh, you and me. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we, they, we didn't get those tickets. Um Hmm. That's right. You did tell me you you promised actually, like you swore, you swore up and down that we had tickets. That's right. I remember. I'm glad. See, you should have just went. I would have never remembered. And now that I do, because you brought it up, what um yeah, what I, happened? <laughs> I was sure that somebody from Lucasfilm was going to send us some after they heard this wonderful podcast. <laughs> it's now 33 episodes deep. Yeah, that's over. That's that's like extreme oversight. Like they didn't um. <laughs> Somebody dropped a ball. I wonder who's going to lose their jobs over it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Because when I go to Kathleen about this, I'm telling you, <laughs> Kathy, Kathy, about baby, it. come here. I got to talk to you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, just a little recap of the uh, red carpet event. It was okay. It was, you know, it's fun seeing uh, all, all the celebs and the actors and actresses out there you know doing their little spiel about the movie they don't really give away anything mm -hmm. uh but you know they're not they're not going to with a week left before the movie starts um but the thing that i like was you know 1600 people there got to go in and see the movie so two hours later you know you start hitting the twitter looking for reactions to the film mm -hmm. and uh there were a crap ton of them and for the most part, everything was super de duperty positive. Yeah, even maybe more so than uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. I, I felt that yeah. too. I saw. I did see the Twitter like feed afterwards. Like I was able to tune in and just. I, I was careful. I'm like, please, nobody spoil this. But no, everybody was pretty. You know, they yeah. were just like, oh my god, like. And I, I just I do know I kept hearing that the third act is just insane. Like they keep talking about. It. So I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm really pumped to see what's going to happen. But yeah, the the reaction seemed really positive. So let's let's run down just a few here. Um, celebrity Will Wheaton. We all know him, and I know you know him because you're a Trek nerd. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh yeah. He's from what Star Trek, the fourth generation. Oh, or you know where he's from. Stop acting <laughs> like you don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he uh, he tweeted the last time I loved a Star Wars movie as much as I loved Rogue One. It was 1977. <laughs> mm. Then you got Chris Hardwick of The Nerdist. 
uh holy craps at star wars rogue one was absolutely incredible see it as soon as you can gareth edwards i love you in caps then a guy named dane cook who is a comedian right who uh, what, what? dane cook oh dane cook yeah yeah oh yeah god i hadn't i hadn't yeah, heard from him in a while <laughs> yeah oh apparently he got invited too and we hadn't even heard of him, what? From him from yeah like forever we, yeah 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 something something's uh, happening there he says, uh, I just saw Rogue One. I'm going to say it. This might be the best Star Wars movie. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait what? Anyway. Uh, then some guy on Twitter named Jermaine Lucier. Don't, uh, don't know him. Yeah, I don't know him. He's, uh, I, he, I don't know. I'd have to Google him up. But holy crap, did I love Rogue One. It's going to take days to wipe the smile off my face. So many surprises and so much fun. Get excited. Oh, and then the guys at Slash Film say, uh, Star Wars fans will be very happy with Rogue One. It's fun, action-packed, doesn't feel neutered by reshoots. Donnie Yen and K2SO are the standouts. When I read that, I was happy because I'm just, you know, Donnie Yen, man. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Uh it- Peter uh, Serretta from Slash Film says, there's an amazing amount of footage dialogue in the Rogue One trailers and marketing that are not in the film, including Troopers in Water. And he also goes on to say about uh, Michael Giacchino, Giacchino. the score is a great great mix of unique adaptation of William's Star Wars score and the emotional strings we love from his work. Now... I don't know, but did you hear the uh, the little snippets of music that they released on EW.com uh, last week? No, I haven't heard of any of that. Oh man, you need to you need to go find it. You need to go listen to it. It's just a you know a couple of uh, pieces from Rogue One, and I was so this was one of the the biggest thing, my biggest fears about this movie was John Williams not doing the music. Yeah. And I was scared that it was going to sound not Star Wars. And I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not a big Giacchino fan, but his work sounds similar to me. So like when I went to see Dr. Strange, I heard Star Trek, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the thing about it is if you listen to Star Trek though, it's like people are like, Oh, that's Star Wars. So I don't know. It, it make no, to me I, it makes sense, I, but I don't know. I, I never got that when I watched it. I never heard Star Wars. I heard something different, you know. But but when I heard Doctor Strange, I heard some of the same beats, right? That that are in the Star Trek soundtrack. But then when I listened to these two, these two pieces on EW, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of the Giacchino in there that I hear. But for the but, there's a little bit of John Williams in there. But for the most part, it's it's really, really close to being a Williams type piece. Mm-hmm. So I was really really happy. Yeah, I'm not, I've always I've always been a big Giacchino fan. I mean, he's just to me he's just an all around great composer. Like to me, he's like the successor to Williams. And when I listen to like the Star Trek pieces he did, you know, when he composed those the, those. Uh, scores i mean they to me i guess if i wouldn't say star like let's say not it's not star wars to me but it's definitely different than star trek because it was more like a space opera kind of soundtrack than it would be star trek um but yeah he's just i don't know he's just always been really good and real like he he's really um 
chameleon like and he's really because he, he he changes and, and i mean like if you listen to a lot of his disney soundtracks they're really really good but um but yeah, yeah i was i yeah. was I, I was curious to see how he would handle the star wars franchise and but yeah i haven't listened to those pieces yet yeah, and and I'm not saying that. Oh gosh, this is a you know this is the next great thing here mm-hmm. because I've only heard two pieces, and parts <laughs> right. of two pieces, and but you know I, I hear some of the same uh, instruments you know that real that John Williams really brings out some of the tr- big trumpet sounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. I hear that from the French horn stuff. You hear that in these pieces, and that's kind of really really cool to me. Um, so. You know, kind of one of those things that I'm just breathing a little bit of sigh of relief about the about the film. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kyle Newman. Holy bleep! Rogue One is spectacular. If you don't see this movie more than once, you suck at life. <laughs> wow! Wow. Um, the guy from Collider says, with all the talk of reshoots and production problems, the final cut of Rogue One is worth the wait. Man, that third act so so good. Also, do not read any reviews. So many of the twists and turns have not been revealed in marketing. My jaw hit the ground a few times. Oh, that makes me happy. Oh yeah, that really makes me happy. I can't <laughs> wait to see. You. Oh, I can't wait till Friday. Yeah, and it sucks um, too because I was I thought I'd get to see the Thursday night showing, but it looks like we won't see it until late Friday night. Like at, I think ten o'clock is our time. Mm-hmm. Um. Just because of work and everything, just you know, in, in order for me and her, me and Candy to see it, yeah, we we'll have to, we we'll have to check it out late Friday night. So I'm just kind of like, just <laughs> twiddling my thumbs until then. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I'm gonna have Stay to like just totally, internet. totally check out of of you know all of the internets <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> so bye bye internet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sir, you still have um, to work. Like I, I gotta go. <laughs> Call uh, in sick. Here's a guy named Scott Feinberg who says, Rogue One equals excellent. People around me saying even better than The Force Awakens. Congrats, Disney, Lucasfilm. Amazing talent involved. Um, I'll tell you, the more the more I see in like the trailers and stuff they show, the more like just the all, like all the footage that I've seen, everything they've been showing so far, just just how great the movie looks. I can't get over like that. Like that's the biggest thing to me. The movie just looks so good like even the space battle stuff and all the like all the space shots look so good and then of course you see the x-wings yeah. doing their thing and i'm just like Woo. but i've also heard that you have to be careful with the uh the you know they just released rogue one's um expand the expansion for for battlefront is like rogue one themed um it's yeah. uh yeah. it's called scarif and I hear yep. that it can kind of spoil the movie a little bit for you, so you have to be careful. So, Candy has played it a good bit, and I haven't really seen anything spoilery, but um, I'm kind of nervous about that, so I, I kind of tend not to play it. <laughs> like, she plays it, and I'm just like, whatever, just don't tell me if anything stands out. But I don't know, it doesn't look like it's really all that. I mean, you see, of course, we're uh, you know on the battle you know, in that, that jungle battle and on the beach and all that, but other than that, it's, you know, there's Really, not much beyond that. It doesn't really reveal anything about the story, so I don't know. Well, I played it quite a bit, and and there is one thing that they kind of reveal in it, or a couple of things, but um, it, it doesn't hurt anything for me because I kind of figured that's kind of what would happen. 
you know. Oh, okay. Nothing like major. Nothing like, oh my God, I know the movie now. Yeah. This kind of stuff. It's just, you know, not really even plot points, but just, you know, some things you'll see in the movie. Right. It kind of, it kind of explains how that happens kind of thing. Um, but no, the Battlefront, uh, Scarif stuff is very, very fun. Oh yeah. Very fun. What I've played, I've played a little bit of it and it's, it's really fun. It's really good. Um, I try not to, to play it too much. Just like I said, <laughs> like I was always afraid something was going to happen, but no, I mean, it's like I said, I haven't really noticed anything beyond just like you said, I've, you know, you kind of understand the setup, but, mm-hmm. um, and like some of the stuff that probably goes down with the mission, but um yeah nothing yeah, but that's nothing basically what i'm talking about yeah yeah so so yeah it, and yeah it's um definitely fun i mean the, the game too is just we after we got all the expansions and everything it it's fun it's just i i do hope that the next go around you know in two that they're going to be like okay the fans are going to be mad if we don't do this so they kind of put a like a you know campaign element to it would yeah. be so so much better but um but yeah we're having fun with it so what's what's your favorite expansion pack Probably, uh, it's tough because like I really dig the uh, Bestman stuff. Like the Death Star stuff mm-hmm. is fun, but it's kind of uh, you know it's like it. I don't know. Like it, you play a little bit, and after a while, you're kind of like, okay, I get it, <laughs> and you and you don't. I don't know. It's not. It, to me, I thought it was going to be probably the best one, but it really wasn't. So I would say probably Outer Rim or or um or Bestman was probably my favorite. Yeah, surprisingly, dude, Outer Rim is my favorite. Yeah, I mean, not not because it's the name of the show, no, <laughs> but, but um, but no, it's but it's, no, fun. it's my yeah, yeah, it's very fun, and 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 two, I just know the map so well, I can right, I can move around with ease, yeah, and uh, and shoot lots of people and rank up, get me some scores like going on, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure what you got, I know, Scare will probably grow on me once I sit down and play that more. But uh, oh, so yeah. far right now, I think Outer Rim and Bespin are some of my favorites. And we've been trying our yep. best to go through and get all the Jabba's, you know, the the um, what, the Jabba challenges or whatever, the contracts, oh, yeah. Jabba That's the, a pain. contracts. Yeah, <laughs> but we've been doing it. I mean, we've been going through a bunch of them. So I've, I'm telling you, Candy, she I've got kills about, it. I've got about five left that I need to do. Um, nice. And uh, one of them is getting Director Critics pistol or whatever weapon he has but i haven't played as director krennic yet yeah i haven't got to play him i've seen other people play as him and they dominate with it with his character and i just haven't i haven't gotten to use it yet i haven't even gotten to use Jin yet yeah because one one of the goals is like you know kill 10 people with krennic or some or 25 people with krennic or play as krennic 10 times i can't remember something like that to get his weapon and I've done everything. I, it's like three goals, you know, something to do with Krennic, then get like uh, fifty pistol kills and twenty and ten uh, personal shield. Use use ten personal shields. Right. And I've done everything but the Krennic part. So I'm working on that right now as we speak. I'm playing it right now while we talk. <laughs> no. Nah. Um, but yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want to spoil too much about Rogue One. You know, I've, I've read some things and we're not going to talk about it here. I don't want to, I don't want to go into spoilery stuff because you only got three more days so that, you know, we can wait three, three days to, uh, find out everything about what many are saying is the best Star Wars movie. 
It's kind of hard to believe. You know, even George Lucas saw the movie and said he gave it thumbs up, said it was really, really good. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, um, which is, I'm glad, because I don't know that he said The Force Awakens was really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that time? You remember one time we were talking, I know that he was talking with another director. Maybe it was uh Titanic guy. James Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, and he said something like it was kind of derivative of a new hope. Yeah, pretty much. Like I mean, he he wasn't yeah. impressed with it on the way he was talking. Yeah, but uh it sounds like he really digged Rogue One, so I'm hoping I'm hoping that's a good thing. Yeah. But you know, you know it's whatever. I mean, everybody has their Everybody, including the big guys, got their opinions. You know, we may not agree with them all, but, you know, it's what it, it is what it is. I mean, he's, you know, I know we all kind of look look to him for some, some approval, you know, because I feel like, you know, we don't, especially I know the company, I'm sure, doesn't want that. But, you know, I, I'd hate for him to be like, like, oh, they've ruined my franchise and everyone should turn against it, you know. And <laughs> so I'm glad that they're trying to at least, I mean, to me, I feel like they're really trying to make the fans happy. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe he he sees that too. That he's like, okay, well, you know, we see how the fans are reacting to this, and maybe, you know, maybe I can see where they're coming from in terms of how they felt about my work with the prequel trilogy and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know, but uh, maybe he seems like mm-hmm. a pretty cool cat. Collection news: mm-hmm. uh, some some of the latest Star Wars toys to hit the market. Kotobukiya. Uh, just released official photos of a new Ray and Finn statue. Hmm. And uh, I don't know, have you, have you ever like actually, do you own any Kotobukiya? No, I've never, I've never, I mean, I've looked at them and thought they were pretty interesting, but I've just never, I've never bought a piece. So I bought my first piece, uh, Oh, about two months ago. I was at GameStop, you know, and, and I just happened to notice that these, this regular uh, first order stormtrooper two pack, no, not first order. It was uh, just a regular Stormtrooper two pack. It was on sale for like uh, it was regular like seventy, eighty bucks. But it's on sale for like twenty bucks. So I was like, "What? Let me grab this." And then I became addicted. But luckily, GameStop, if you hit them at the right time, they've really been marking these uh, figures down. Uh, I got a Darth Vader for almost the same price. Captain Phasma. And, uh, oh, ATST driver or ATAT driver for all around the, I haven't paid more than like 25, 30 bucks for any of these. So now I'm kind of into them, you know? And if you've never seen them before, that they're essentially made out of PVC plastic and, uh, they come in a bunch of parts. So you have to actually put them together hmm. and then it's just a static statue You know, there's no movable parts you know once you once you get them but for the most part they come with several different options like they may come with like six arms you know and and each of the arms doing different things so you can display it differently if you want to right but now the one the one thing i will say is once you put those arms in or the legs or the head or something yeah it's it's hard to get them out i'm scared (laughs) i'm gonna break them right so you know once you put those in be prepared to live with the ones that you used. Um, I know entertainment earth is, is having a sale that they have the, uh, force awakens C3PO R2D2 BB eight three pack. It was like $109, but right now you can get it for like 79 99, hmm. which is, you know, that's, that's pretty good, 
piece of um change off. Right. And I was thinking about doing it because I've got some uh credit with Entertainment Earth, but I just can't pull the trigger for some reason. But anyway, long story short, uh, they just released photos of a new two pack featuring uh, Ray and Finn from The Force Awakens, and you know they look good. I, I the the one thing I, I don't like is the paint application on Ray makes her look a little too dark, darker than what she is. Um. But other than that, you can't really complain. They you know, they both come with lightsabers you can display them with. And speaking of that, speaking of that, there's, there's something I want. I just want to point out, and I just want to go on the record and say I think Finn will eventually be a Jedi. Yeah. Think so? Okay. I, let's yeah. Let's mark it down. Episode thirty three. Ashley said Finn's gonna be a Jedi, and then next December when we're talking about Star Wars Episode eight, and Finn starts his little Jedi training. We can mark it down and said, I knew it. Okay. <laughs> Make me an employee at Lucasfilm. I did it. <laughs> yeah. I called that. Uh, <clears throat> another little interesting side note is uh, uh, Bandai, I guess this is Bandai, SH Figure Arts. Figure Arts? I don't know how to say that. Releasing an uh, Anakin Skywalker figure from Attack of the Clones. And these are basically six inch figures that are really, really articulated, articulated out the butt. Uh, and this is apparently a limited edition going on sale this week. Um, but it's limited. So you have to get in there and go to their, uh, to the Tamashi nations website mm-hmm. or web store and grab a copy of that one. Um, all, all these picks and stuff, you can go see them on outerrimnews.com. We, uh, have the latest news all the time. So you can just, Hit up our website and check them out. But the biggest toy news to me is this Funko news. So uh, Funko's celebrating their uh, December of Christmas or whatever, whatever 12 days of, of Funko or 12 days of Christmas thing that they always do. And they usually, what they basically what it is is they just release news for the upcoming year mm-hmm. each day. And day one was Star Wars themed, and it seems as though we're going to finally get Funko Mystery Minis based on Star Wars, which is just, um, I'm in heaven right now, knowing this. <laughs> uh, basically, Mystery Minis are, you know, they come in these blind boxes, and they're about two and a half, three inches tall. Right. Uh, and, you know, they're static little pieces of plastic you can't move them but they are so collectible and you just don't know what you get when you get one of those boxes but uh this is the first time that funko has made is making star wars stuff you know they've been making dc marvel uh fallout disney stuff but they never had the license for to do star wars figures that size so I don't know what happened, what strings they pulled, but they finally have the license to do it, and I'm super excited. I can't wait to see these things, and I can't wait to buy that box when it hits uh, GameStop. Uh, but no pictures yet, but you can expect those sometime in the coming 2017. Whoop, whoop. Um, so uh, the mid-season finale of Star Wars Rebels hit this week, this past Saturday. It's called uh, Visions and Voices. And it uh, was an episode mainly about Ezra uh, 
Kanan and Maul. You know, he's not called Darth anymore. Yeah. He lost that. Yeah. <laughs> he's just Maul. He's Maul, okay? No, no, Palpatine, seriously. I was Palpatine smacked the Maul. I mean, I smacked the Darth out of him. Like, <laughs> when he disciplined yeah, was, him, no, he was, was just re- like, yeah. <laughs> I was reading an interview with uh, Sam Witwer, who, who does the voice of Maul on Star Wars Rebels, and says that, yeah, he's no longer Darth Maul. He's just Maul because he's he's not really a Sith. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of lose the name. But if you're thinking about that logic, his name probably isn't Maul either. It's probably something else. Yeah. Gary. Because Anakin, yeah, it's Gary. <laughs> it's like Gary. <laughs> Did you say Gary? Yeah, get like Gary Sharphead or something like that. <laughs> Sharpede. <laughs> He's like, you shall no longer be Gary Sharkhead. <laughs> you should be Maul, Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Gary. He's like, yeah, he's just like, who are you, <laughs> Gary? <laughs> no, he just like shocks him until he finally he's like, I'm all, I'm all, get off me. <laughs> so be it, Gary. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, um, what do you think about the episode, man? I. I was blown away. I didn't know it was going to be that good. Like this season's been been pretty good. Like it's it's um it feels like it's kind of going a little bit slow, but it's still like each episode has been pretty pretty good. I mean, like I don't I don't think there's really any bad episodes, but this one really shocked me, especially with the the ending. I was like, okay, now I mean I'm, I'm like, you know, it's it's going down. Like I can't wait to see where this goes, but um. Didn't, I don't know, do you, should we, can we go ahead and spoil it or? Go ahead and spoil yeah, it. Yeah, like, spoil, you know, they, here, I'll, I'll play some kind of spoiler music right here. <laughs> um, but the fact yeah. that you have, I mean, first, it's just really cool. You know, you, you kind of have that, you, they, they go back to that whole thing where Maul is trying to, you know, warp. I guess you would say that he was, he's trying to warp Ezra's mind and trying to, you know, be, make him become like his apprentice, you know, and. So he's in his head and all that, and he's basically, you know, trying. You know, he takes him to Dathomir to, to, you know, try to basically get all that information. They take the potion and all that, but, but you know, they the ending of all that is that you get the premonition about, you know, the like all the roads basically lead to to the planet with the twin suns, and you know the fact that it's now involving Obi Wan Kenobi, so like Maul has to go there, and I'm like, I knew that they've. It seems like him and Kenobi have unfinished business and like I just I guess it's going to all lead to to that moment and I, I mean I'm, I'm assuming they're going to tell this story in Rebels I mean that's that's what it looks like I, I I was wondering if they would do this you know previously and I just didn't know what medium they would choose like if it would be its own movie or if it would be you know a book or something like that but I, I, I wonder do you mm. think they're going to bring in Kenobi for the I guess for the second half of the season like are they going to finally bring him into the show you think or maybe next season or something oh, the, yeah dude they have to i mean they've done enough talking about him now yeah they've been building it up you know they have to bring kenobi back in see i wondered if At they were going to steer clear of him you know i know they of course show him in the in the pilot but that i, I just wondered you know if they were going to kind of leave that be but yeah i mean like i guess they're gonna explore that and i thought that was really cool because it seems like Ezra and Kanan know now, you know, mm-hmm. Master Obi-Wan's alive. Yeah, and now they uh, got to find out well, what tr- <laughs> what planet has two, like, twin sons. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, I mean, how do they find that out? You know, there's one person that does know where he's at. And his name is uh, Bill Organa. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, I'm, I'm assuming they'll, you know, they'll bring him into it and everything. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, I, I love the, the route it's going. And then I also wonder where this is all going to tie in with, like, you know, another spoiler alert, I guess we see a, at least a guest appearance. You see the ghost in one of the TV spots for Rogue One. So oh, in yeah. some way, shape or form, they're going to be involved in the, the happenings of that movie. But, you know, I'm wondering how that connects. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if it's just, that's just a nod to the fans though. Like probably, hey, look, probably, but you know, the, they'll the, tie it in somehow. The Rebels guys are here. In the battle, we're not going to focus on them. Oh no, definitely here. not. But I'm just wondering, like, if they'll, if the show will, will at some point tie into that, or if they'll, if that story oh, will be yeah. in a book or something like that, or a comic. Um, you know, because of the tight knit story group and everything. You know, if it's in there, it's in there. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting that they're going to bring in Obi Wan into the story, and um, and also speaking of, I love how. Talking about the you know bringing Tatooine or referencing Tatooine, did you catch the reference in? Um, I guess we'll probably get to that. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But what did you think about the episode? Um, I thought it, I, again, I thought it was a really good, a really good episode. Uh, you know, a couple episodes in here, I, I wasn't really digging the the whole, which I was kind of excited for the the uh the battle droid episode because i was like oh yeah we're bringing some prequel stuff in here Mm -hmm. but it just sort of wasn't my thing yeah it was probably one of the weaker episodes in my opinion yeah uh, but um since that one it's sort of you know when they bring hondo in i'm i'm all about that i love that guy i love (laughs) that character yeah he's a good character so uh, uh, yeah i like every episode he's in but it's been building it's really been building and uh, this one kind of culminated with uh, we're finally giving you the the answer here, and the answer is Obi Wan Kenobi. We need to go find Obi Wan Kenobi, and and it's kind of like I, what I hate about it is it's the mid season finale, yeah. so we have to wait till February, March, or whenever they decide to air the second half of the season. Right, and and it's probably pertinent that it's after Rogue One. I you know I don't know the timeline here, like how far. At this stage in Rebels, how far are we from Rogue One? Well, we were. You know? We, I mean, I know when we started, we were five years, five years before A New Hope, like four or five years. Okay, um, so this is three, season three. Yeah, and I don't know the time lapses because this one seemed like a, a between last season and this season, it seemed like a pretty big time jump, or you know, at least. You know, a considerable well, yeah, amount. Yeah, because Ezra's hair. I mean, yeah, and yeah. and just he looks all he's he's grown up. Even though kids, you know, his age, of course, they hit their growth spurt and they're overnight. They're speaking funny and and just awkward. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't. I, I'm going to say that we're probably about a maybe three to four years before. So they still got a long way to go to Rogue One. But who knows? You know, they may do another time jump at some point. Maybe after this season, there'll be another time jump or something. Uh, you, you just mm-hmm. never know. Um, but then again, you know, like that we were thinking before, what if this is the last season? You know, but I, I, I doubt it. I, I, I haven't really, they haven't really talked about it 
that way. So I'm I'm guessing that they plan on doing at least another season. Yeah, and especially since they, the ghost was actually in uh, that you know TV spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like this could last up until you know Rogue One, right? Which is an- another three years or so. Yeah. <clears throat> In the timeline now, what would be? Well, I, I guess this would be bad. But if you if you killed them off during the Battle of Rogue One, you know, and and you don't see that in the maybe you see it in the movie just from a side point of view, you know, like there goes the ghost, and then Star Wars Rebels tells that tale like last se- the last season that they make, mm-hmm. last couple episodes take place during that battle at Rogue One, right? You know, and and you focus the camera on them and not the action and not the happenings of Jen or so and Cassie and Andor and and uh, Chirrut Imway and uh, Bays, the big gun, <laughs> I got a big gun. Um, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, Visions and Voices was a another great episode of of Star Wars Rebels, probably. Uh, I don't know if it was the best episode of the season, but it was one of it was one of the best episodes of the season, just because of the interaction between Ezra and Maul. Anytime you bring Maul, Darth Maul, into a series like this, man, I, it's going to be one of your better episodes, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, if you if handled correctly, <laughs> and so far they've done a great job. Like I, I would have never, you know, years and years ago, if you would ask me, you know, if they would ever bring Maul back, I was like, yeah, nah, yeah. Especially after the prequels were over, I'm like, yeah, they've probably like he's gone, he died in the first one. You know, we we hoped he would come back in some form, and he didn't. So blah, you know. But then when they made that canon, especially in the like the Clone Wars series, and then yeah, I mean they have, mm-hmm. yeah, they've really breathe new life into his character and everything every time i see him pop up he's great yeah now i don't know if it was just me but did you notice his legs what about him i mean he's looking less and less robotic i mean he may have even had pants on in this episode well i mean he's probably just i don't know you know over the years i'm sure he's probably had to do modifications as the technology got better maybe and so he's he's able to you know, gain some semblance of, of like real limbs, you know, by this yeah, time or something, you know, and, and plus like, you know, he was yeah. just, he was kind of just without much resource, you know, when he first, you know, got his mechanical parts, you know, after being a mm-hmm. spider for, you yeah. know, uh, lost in space, Dr. Smith for, um, for a while. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, he, I don't know. I mean, I, I have noticed that it, is, it seems more and more like we we don't really see that he's got, like, I guess some people who, if you aren't in the know, you may miss the fact that he has, you know, robotic legs or like a robotic, yeah. he's a robot from the waist down, you know? But, yeah, um, pretty much. But it's probably just, it's probably just, you know, advancement in technology and and just probably him himself wanting to at least have a little bit more humanity or something. I don't know. Speaking of which, how does Darth Maul use the bathroom? I don't know his mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. That's that a good question. T- is that why his teeth are yellow? Huh? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Is that why teeth? Probably. <laughs> I. You know, it is a good question. I have. I mean, technically, I'm sure it's probably a hot mess. You know, but it's. 
I don't even want to think about it. Uh, like, we, we need to pose that one to the story group. They're like, well, technically, Zabrex are, you know, do urinate from the mouth. <laughs> they, they seep their waste <laughs> through their skin pores. They sweat out. Basically, they sweat out their poo and their pee, basically. <laughs> so when Obi-Wan Kenobi cut him in half, it really did no damage. <laughs> the meta- their metabolism is so incredible. They <laughs> just evaporate. Oh. No, they, um, I mean, all I could think of is that he detaches his bottom half and it's just extreme dumpage. Like, just, psh. I don't know. Like a little hat, like suck a little hatch. Just, whoop, psh. Extreme dumpage. Huh? <laughs> just, poof. I mean, it's just like gravity. <laughs> like, poof. Yeah, I guess so. Golly. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on a little, you know, gross tangent there. Uh, this is what golly. pushes people over the edge. Oh, like, oh, it's not the fact that they're Southern and they have the worst accents ever and all, oh, and they just, oh, they don't take they're notes. They're talking about Darth Maul pooping. <laughs> they don't talk about notes, and now they're just going to talk about poop and pee? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, hey, well, we, we bring a different thing to the Star Wars uni- fan universe, okay? We talk to the common man. We bring our own. <laughs> we speak the common folk yeah, language. Yeah. Uh, well, I wonder how he pees now. <laughs> Boy, I mean, he just dumps it all out. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Yee After drinking some sweet tea, I bet he's got to go. Uh, well, all right, so it's it's getting about that time. I know we had a uh, Catalyst to talk about, but I, I want to spend more time than just uh, 10 minutes or so on Catalyst because it was a really good book. I mean, really, really, really good. And I, and I don't I don't think we can do it justice in the time we have left uh, for, for this week. So next week we'll probably talk about Rogue One, but maybe maybe the week after we can, we can you know talk talk about Catalyst a little bit and and maybe merge Catalyst into Rogue One a little bit because Catalyst really is a pre a real prequel to Rogue One, right? From what I can tell. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think we might could probably do both in one episode. Like maybe just talk about like kind of review Catalyst and then kind of go into Rogue One or something like that. I don't know. We can okay. we yeah. can work it out yeah. somehow. Sounds good to me. Well, that's gonna do it for Router Rim News episode thirty three this week. Uh, you probably won't be able to find us on iTunes this week. I've uh, got a support ticket in with them, but they haven't answered, and they're really, really slow. But they assure me that they're looking at it. They assure me that they are. Um, for some reason, they deleted our feed. Hmm. But we're working to get that back up. But you can always go to the website, outerrimnews.com, and download us there. Uh, each episode is has its own little page, and you can go download each episode, which are... You know, Austin, after moving our stuff, I finally got stats, and it looks like we had quite a few downloads this week. Good. Yeah, of past shows. I was like, wow. Anywho, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, Friday, the big day, Rogue One. Make sure you go see it. And then if you really like it, make sure you go see it again and again and again. Uh, and and And... Also, we want to hear your thoughts about Rogue One. So, after you go see it, please, no spoilers. Let's put a, a week. Let's put this a week's uh, time limit before we spoil the crap out of it for everybody. So, if you're posting about it on the Facebook page, don't 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 put any spoilers out there for at least a week. Let everybody go get a chance to go see the movie. Then you can spoil the mess out of it. 
on the Facebook page uh, as we post news and links and all that other kind of good stuff. Uh, but we, we really do want to hear what you have to say about it. So uh, leave your comments on on the Facebook page. Call us out on Twitter at Outer Rim News or uh, shoot us shoot us a mail at news at outerrimnews.com. We want to hear your thoughts about Rogue One. We want to know what you think. Good, bad, you know, whatever. Let us know. Hey, we may even mention you on the podcast next week. Austin, do you have any final thoughts for the episode? Uh, just everybody, you know, like you said, support the movie. I mean, uh, if you don't like it, then that's fine. But, you know, go see it. I'd like to see this one, you know, come somewhere close to Force Awakens. I mean, let's at least cross the $1 billion mark, keep the franchise alive, and everybody uh, everybody love one another. Peace out, and remember to leave us a review on iTunes when we get it back up. Do Peace. It. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to our show this week. If you want to follow us online, you can do so by visiting us on the web at www.outerrimnews.com. We're on Twitter at Outer Rim News, and we're on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Outer Rim News. If you want to leave a review or subscribe to us on iTunes, we would love to see that. And finally, this podcast is not endorsed or supported by Disney or Lucasfilm. It is intended for entertainment purposes only. The fantastic Star Wars rock music used for the show is courtesy of Husky by the Geek. You can find him on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. Star Wars, names, and sounds are all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders.